looks like I am live. Um, hello, hello. Sorry, um, this is actually my first time doing this. I'm not really sure what is even going on. Um, I do want to apologize because we we were having some technical difficulties. We were having some technical difficulties um, with our stream this week, so I still wanted to come on here and um, still share a message with you guys. Um, I'm going to try to share this to our other pages since I was not able to actually, we are not able to actually stream from all of our accounts this week um, due to these difficulties that we're having. We're still working on this thing, trying to get it, um, trying to get it right. So, see if I can share this. Again, um, I do apologize because we're having some issues with our stream this week. So, I still wanted to go live. Um, but if you are wondering why we are not up on our pages and where Melvin is, uh, I was actually just talking with him. We're we're having some issues trying to get the stream going today. So. Um, nonetheless, still want to come on here and share a message with you guys because um, there are going to be trials, tribulations, things that are unexpected, things that are unwarranted, and things that are unwanted. Um, so um, if you guys will do me this favor, if you guys would um, share this, uh, because I'm having a hard time doing it myself. Uh, again, I, I really don't, really don't usually do. Uh, just I use I normally don't just go straight Facebook Live um, from my computer or whatever device. Um, Melvin usually has it set up to where uh, we're running a lot of different software to do this, so um, it is very different. Uh, but I do want to go into a word of prayer. So let's go into a word of prayer before before I get into something. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we thank you for blessing us. Lord, you've been so good to us, so gracious, so kind, so merciful, Lord. Continue to help us to seek your word, seek your will. Um, Lord, continue to help us to just do everything that you're calling for us to do, Lord. Um, no matter what happens to us in this life, help us to remember that there is always a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, help us to continue to honor you, to continue to praise you, uh, to continue to do um, your will, Lord, because that's what's the most important thing in this world, just living a life for you. And so, Lord, we magnify you, we honor you, uh, we lift up your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, um, again, uh, if you are just joining, uh, we are having some issues this week. Lord willing, we'll have everything corrected by next week. Um, so just bear with us for the time being. So what I want to get into tonight, um, and I titled this Trust in the Lord. Um, that actually wasn't my topic for tonight, um, but that is never, it really goes into everything that we can talk about because uh, with God, it's going to take trust. It's going to take, um, you know, there are unexpected things that happen in life uh, because I was not expecting us to not uh, be going live from our normal, our normal thing, our normal broadcast uh, platforms. However, you know, despite whatever happens to you in life, we still have to trust God. Um, we still have to lean on him, rely upon him. We know the scripture tells us, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not 
to thine own understanding. And so sometimes we don't understand why things happen. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it, it bothers us when things don't work out the way we want them to work. But we still have to believe that God is still in control. And so that's that that should be our motto um, every day of our life, to continue to trust God, continue to rely upon him. Um, and he will direct our paths. He will see us through. And so I want to go into something tonight. Um, by the grace of God, I'm going to start out in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 17. Um, Luke 17. And I've looked at several things on this message. Um and I'm hoping and praying that God would make a way, uh, open a door of utterance. Paul prayed that prayer, uh, that he would help me to communicate the things to you um, that I need to uh, in a manner of which it is uh, beneficial and, and you can understand what I'm saying. Um, that's something I need God to do for me in every phase of my life. Help me to communicate um, the things I need to communicate effectively um, in a manner of which people will receive, um, you know, whether I'm preaching, uh, whether I'm at home, whether I'm at the store, wherever it is, you know, I, I want my communication to be um Effective, uh, something that that adds a benefit. So, anyways, in the book of Luke, chapter seventeen. Now, I want to start here. Um, I better start here at verse ten. He says. Luke 17 and 10. So he says, So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty. Now, I, I, I titled this Trust in the Lord, uh, but really, um, my title really is There's so many different ways that uh, I've kind of been going. I better not even title it. I better not even do that um, because I intended to go one way with this thing. Um, and then earlier as I was thinking about these verses, um, my mind went in a different direction. And then now we're having a mishap with the live stream. So my mind went into a different direction. So um uh, that's why I did title it Trust in the Lord, because uh, you never know where God is leading you at times. We might think we know, um, and we might know for that moment, but um, God still, he has the final say. And so in verse 10 here, he says, so again, he says, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. You know, there are things that God wants his people to do. Um, talking to many people, uh, we talk about how salvation is a free gift. And that's sort of true. And what you might be already saying, what do you mean? What I mean by that is, yes, we did not do anything to earn um, Christ to die for us because the scripture tells us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, he commended his love um, and he died for us. He showed us, uh, my pastor said, he proved his love for us while we were sinners. So to that degree, yes, it's free. However, I want you to think about something. The scripture tells us that we were bought back 
with a price. We were bought with a price. Jesus paid a very steep price for you and I. Um, he was mocked, uh, even with his own family. His own family spoke against him. Uh, his own friends, uh, the, the very people that he came here and he helped, uh, he healed, he, he did so many things, he fed. And those same people spoke against him. They lied on him. They spit on him. You know, they, they beat him. Um, we know they speared him in the side. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They made him, they made him bleed. Um, no doubt, tears came to his eyes. Um, and so he paid a price for you and I. Yeah, I know we think about, oh, it's free. But I want you to think about the price that Christ paid for you. And so he told us, take up your cross and follow me. That's the words of Jesus. So there's a price that you and I have to pay. There's some things that we have to do. He told us here, this is Jesus now. This is Jesus. He said, likewise, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done, there's things you have to do. You have done all those things which are commanded. These things God is asking us to do, he's not, uh, he's not wishfully thinking. He, he's not just hoping we do it. No, he's commanding us to do it. It's a command for us to do certain things. So he said, when you did all that, recognize you're still an unprofitable servant. You're still uh, not worthy of what you've been given. I'm going to go back and bring in why this happened. And so now you're going to have to follow me closely. This is a, an incredible lesson. Uh, I... God opened my eyes to some things, um, and so I'm going to do the best that I can, and like I said earlier, I hope and pray that God opens a door for me to communicate this to you the way that um, I can envision this thing in my head. So we're going to go to verse 1, Luke 17 and verse 1. He says, then said he unto the disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that, than, excuse me, than that he should offend one of these little ones. He tells us straightforward, very straight, in a very straightforward manner, he says, no doubt about it, someone is going to do some things against you. Uh, the same things that Jesus went through. They lied on them. They talked about them. Um, they set up false witnesses against them. Somebody was after him. They didn't want to see him prevail. They didn't want to see him prosper. Um, the man couldn't even... Uh, you know, in one place when he was preaching, they said, is this not the carpenter's son? They looked down on, looked down on him for his occupation. So this is going to happen to us. He said it is impossible, but that offenses will come. He's letting us know people are going to come against you. That should not come as a surprise. It's going to happen. But now, hallelujah, we can trust God since I titled it Trust God. You can trust God, and here's why. Because the scripture tells us vengeance is the Lord's. It's his. He's going to repay everybody for the evil that they did. He said, in fact, whoever offends you, now he's not talking about offend as in, 
you made so you made a meal for somebody. Give you, I'll give you an example. You cook a meal for somebody, and um, you sit there and you watch them. Uh, you want to see them eat the food, and they don't eat the food, and you become offended because they didn't eat the food that you worked so hard to cook. But they didn't eat it because they just, quite frankly, didn't care for the taste. And so you become offended by that. He's not talking about that type of offense. He's talking about when people step outside of God and offend you. See, the Bible tells us uh, to not lie. So if somebody lies on you, that's the offense he's talking about. Somebody hits you. These are the offenses. He's talking about when we break God's commandments. When we do wrong, when we transgress, he's going to bring that out. He says in verse 3, take heed to yourself. He said, don't worry about them. Hallelujah. Don't worry about the people when they do you wrong. He said, in fact, I want you to take heed to yourself. See, Lord, I thank you. Since we're talking about trusting in the Lord, it's going to take some trust. To instead of looking at them, you start looking at yourself. Somebody has lied on you, and instead of looking at what they did, you start looking at you. It's going to take you to trust in the Lord, allowing him to direct your steps. It's going to take you to do that. Because we want to take heed to them. We say, no, this is about them. Because they had no business doing this to me. But Jesus now, he said, I want you to take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, see, that's the offenses we're talking about, sin. We're talking about they did you wrong. If they trespass against thee, rebuke them. Let them know it was wrong. And if he repent, he said, forgive them. So I want you to forgive them now. And so after this, and if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. It's going to take some trust for us to do this. <laughs> because if somebody does you wrong seven times in a day, you're going to say they meant it. They're not sorry, and you're not going to forgive them it, unless you trust in God. So now, in here, in verse 10, he talked about our duties. We have some specific duties here. First off, he says, your job is to take heed to yourself. Examine yourself. He said, if they do offend you and trespass against you, he said, I want you to rebuke them. That's our job. Somebody, Cain uh, said, am I my brother's keeper? It's your job to rebuke. There are certain jobs that we have being a Christian. He said, rebuke them. And then you have a job to forgive. These are our jobs. This is what God has commanded us. He, he's not asking. He's not saying you can do this if you want, if you'd like. He's commanding that we do this because this is love. So in verse 5, and the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Lord, right now, you know what they were saying was the same thing a lot of people are saying. We hear God tells us to do certain things, and we say, you know what, I'm not doing that. I will not do that. Now, they didn't say that part, but what they did say is, Lord, I'm not able right now to do that. And that's what a lot of us feel. Things God is telling us, Lord, I can't do that at the current moment. But they're asking God to help them to be able to do it. 
So now in verse 6, because all this ties together, he said, and, and the Lord said, if ye had faith, hallelujah, without faith, the scripture tells us, without faith, it is impossible to please God, Without, which means without faith, it is impossible to do what God told you to do. Without faith, it is impossible to do what God told you to do. So if someone today tells you, I have faith, that means they should be doing what God told them to do. They should be. If they say they have faith, that's the reason James, he said, look, you don't have to come and talk about faith. He said, I'll show you my faith by my words. I've got the faith to do what God said do. Glory be to God. Faith without works is dead. It's a, it means nothing. So here, Jesus is talking about some works. He said, if you have faith, he said, if, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. He talked about the mountain in another place. He said, if you, basically the same thing. He said, you could speak to the mountain, and the mountain would be cast into the sea. You know what he's talking about, though? A lot of times, God tells us to do something. And if you don't have enough faith, what God told you to do, it seems so hard. It seems so big, like that mountain or the sycamine tree. It's so large to you. You say, I can't do that. No, no, that's too hard for me. Why? You don't have the faith that you need. Without faith, it is impossible to do what God said do. So the disciples here, they said the right thing. They, they prayed the right prayer. They said, Lord, increase our faith because right now it's going to be hard for us to do what you're telling us to do. They don't have the faith. This is where we sit. This is where we sit, needing faith. But it's going to take you to trust God. You know, my mind went back to, my mind went back to um, Stephen. This man was out telling people about the gospel of Christ. And the people wanted to kill him, and they did. And so they stoned him. And now I hadn't looked up a lot of information on stoning, but I am aware that it would take a while for someone to stone you and you die. That you, a person won't die after the first rock, after the second rock. But now, I look at the trust that Stephen had to have in God to allow these people to stone him. He wasn't trying to get up and run away and fight back. We don't find that in the scripture. In fact, he began to pray for these people. Hallelujah. The man began to forgive them right there. He told God to lay not this charge, lay not this sin against them. Don't hold it against them. Don't charge them for this. But you know, it took some trust. But if you if you remember the scripture, the scripture tells us Jesus was standing on the right hand of God. He's standing now. In all the other places in scripture, you're going to find Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. And my pastor began to talk about how the only thing 
holding Jesus back was time. Because it were not, it was not time for him to come back yet. But he's upset now because his child is being offended. See, in the scripture in verse 2, he said it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend, that he should hurt, that he should come against one of these little ones. And he's not talking about uh, little natural kids. He said, except ye be converted and come as a little child. He said, you won't make it to heaven. So we are the children of God. And as Jesus sat there and watched what they did to his child, he's upset. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of the living God. He's not dead. He's living. Rose again the third day. Laid his life down for you and I. But time held him back as he stood. You know, I, I think about, hallelujah, I think about uh, if you have uh, a boxer or, or uh, MMA fighter, UFC, if you have someone and um, a let's take a um, let's take a fighter, male, male fighter. He has his wife there at the, at the arena. He gets into a match. The moment this man gets hit, and his wife notices it was hard. She's going to stand up. She's going to jump out of that seat because she's concerned. You know, Jesus, everywhere else in the scripture, you'll find him sitting on the right hand of God. But now, as they have offended his child, hallelujah, he's standing now. He's upset at what is going on. See, this is why you can trust God today. Because God sees when people do you wrong, when people steal from you and you don't know who did it. Oh, somebody hit my car and they, they didn't leave a note. They drove off. I didn't even know they did it. God sees that. You don't have to worry about that. In fact, Jesus said, take heed to yourselves. Hallelujah. But it's going to take you some faith to do this. If you have some faith, you can do this. But if you sit some if you sit in the position tonight that the apostles sat in, they had to say, Lord, we need an increase. Because right now we can't trust you enough to do what you asked us to do. We can't trust you enough right now. But Lord, I'm wanting an increase. Somebody ought to pray that prayer tonight. Lord, I need an increase to do all that you ask. Some of us, we're doing some of what God asks us. But are you willing to do all? It's going to take an increase. But you know, this is our duty to do this. This is our job. That's what Jesus told us. We'll get back down to it. But so he said, take heed to yourself. God has your back. You don't have to worry about what they did. Some of us are still holding on to things people did 10 years ago, two years ago, three years ago, three months ago. We're still holding on because we're upset. We're offended. But he said, take heed to yourself. Forgive them. Let it go. Because God has your back. Vengeance is his. Judgment belongs to him. He's going to be, he is the just judge and a God who will do right. The just judge of all the earth. So we can trust him tonight. But in doing so, we have to realize there's a job that lies before us. 
There's a job. So they said, Lord, increase our faith. He then gives us a parable now because there are a lot of duties we have that we can find in just these 10 verses. In just these 10 verses, I might not get anything else tonight. Uh, I want to deal with these 10 verses here. He now gives them a parable. See, Jesus, master teacher, Lord, I hope and pray I can get even, <laughs> I know I know, I can't get even remotely close, but just to inch closer to him every day, I'm hoping and praying for that, to be more and more like him. He was a master teacher, but he also did more than, than teaching. He lived the life. I want to live that life, and I need his help to do it. So, he said, but which of you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle will say unto him by and by when he is come from the field, go and sit down to meet and will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. You might be sitting there saying, man, I have no idea what he's talking about. That's why I'm here, to rightly divide the word of truth. I'll, I'll, I'll break that down. He said, does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded of him? I trial not. No, sir. No, he doesn't thank it. What he's dealing with, he gives us this parable here or this story for, uh, to help us understand this example if you will to help us understand what he's dealing with we have been commanded some things of god we've been commanded some things we have duties to trust him a way he wants us to live learning how to love learning how to forgive Learning how to trust him. You know, hallelujah. We don't trust God. So the things he tells us to do, we say, I don't want to do that. I have my own plan, my own way. I don't think I need to do this. I want to do that. We don't trust him enough. But he says, he gives us this example here, this, this parable here. He said, now, if there's a servant, and I want to break this down to you so you understand it. If a person, let's say a person hires a chef. Let's say you, you now hire a chef. Now, he says, if this person, the chef now goes into the field, and they get the food out of the field. Once they have brought the food, they've gotten the animal. Once they've brought the animal, do you tell them to go and sit down and eat? Or do you tell them to feed you? You hired them to be a chef, to cook for you. That is their duty. That's, that's their duty. So he says, you don't thank them. They did what they were commanded to do. That's what they're commanded to do. That's what you're paying them for, is to cook for you. They've only went out into the field and got the goat, got the, uh, got the cow. That's all they did. And they've worked hard to do it now. But the job's not done. That's what they were commanded to do. That's what they're being paid for. So he says, so likewise in verse 10, ye, he brings this to us. He says, so you now, when ye shall have done all those things which ye are commanded, you, which are, which are commanded, you say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. 
This is what God has saved us to do. He saved you to forgive. He saved you to love. He saved you to come out of darkness into this marvelous light. He saved you not to live the same life you used to live. That's what he saved you for. But you know what? Our duty is to trust him and be humble. Because, you know, sometimes we get puffed up because we did part of the job, part of what God tells us to do. Now we start to hold that over somebody else. Well, I did this and I did that. And we want some praise for it. We want somebody to thank us. We want somebody to admire us as if we did something. Hallelujah. Because you forgave somebody, you want somebody to thank you. Well, I gave them another chance. That's what you were commanded to do. You have not done anything. He said, after you did all of this, you still need to remember your unprofitable servant. You did what you were commanded, your duty. This is learning to trust God here. This is trusting in God. We have a job tonight, saints, to do all these things that we were commanded. This is our duty. So once you do a certain thing that God tells you to do, we don't have to get praised for it. We are people that love to be praised. I remember some time back, I had someone call me to tell me about how they helped someone who didn't have a place to stay, who didn't have water. Yeah, man, we got them bottled water. We got them this. Brother, that is your duty to do. You don't have to call me and tell me that. That's what God commanded you to do. We are still, you and me, unprofitable servants. All we're doing is what God told us to do. We haven't done anything. We have to learn to trust God. We have not done anything. So we want to be praised when we haven't done anything. This is what God gives us faith to do, to keep his commandments. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you have faith in him, you'll keep his commandments. I began thinking about, this is a totally different topic, but since it's on my mind, I began thinking about uh, people who believe you can get saved and you can start out on the right track, start out trying to live for God, doing things the right way that God told us to do, doing things he commanded us to do. And then people believe you can totally stop living the way God said, but you can still be saved. But you know, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, for us to be so educated and wise in our own conceits, we have forgotten what the word keep means. Because if you want something that your friend has and you've been trying to buy it from them, and you know, when you approach them, they say, man, I'm going to keep it. No, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. They're holding on to it. They're not letting it go. That's what keep means. So if you love God, you're not going to let him go. You're not going to turn your back on his commandments. You'll keep doing what he says to your dying breath. You'll keep his word. So this is what God commanded us to do. These are his commandments. We Now, we've covered a lot of our duties here. To trust God, to rebuke our brother and sister when they're wrong. 
some of us, we're so afraid to tell somebody when they're doing wrong. We won't tell them. But he said, if they transgress, if they trespass against you, he said, rebuke them. This is our duty. But now he also gave us another duty. He said, why are you beholding the moat that's in their eye when there's a beam in yours? See, we got a lot of duties to these things. We are behind. There's so much for us to work on. But it starts out by us acknowledging our problem first. See, the disciples, they did a very humble thing here. In verse 5, Luke 17 and verse 5, and the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. They were humble enough to admit. See, that's our duty to confess, to admit. See, I'm telling you, these 10 verses here is loaded with information. In 10 verses, it's loaded. We see God's protection, his love. We see his forgiveness, his compassion. We see a lot in these 10 verses. We find out why we can trust him. We can believe on, we can believe on him tonight because he's going to be there for you. He has your back. You can rely on him. He said he'd be there to help in the time of need. He gave us the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. You can trust in him tonight. You can trust in him. So he's trying to tell us there's going to be some problems that take place in your life. He said it's impossible for there not to be. That's what he told us in verse 1. God is telling us the future. He's telling us problems are up the road. So don't come over onto God's side thinking all of my problems have faded away. Nothing bad will ever happen to me. That's not what the word tells us. He said there's problems coming. But the person who does it to you, he said they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble with God. He said, but take heed to yourself. Now, don't worry about what they did. Take heed to you because you have your own job to do. You got to learn to forgive them. That's a duty within itself. You have to learn to still show love and compassion. But after all this, he covered every aspect here. After he did that, he said, now, once you do forgive them now, don't get the big head. Don't start thinking you're some great one because you did the works of God. No, that's what you were commanded to do. You haven't did anything. You know, I can pray for somebody tonight. Somebody reach out, Tony, I, I want you to pray for me. That's what that, That's part of my duty. He said, if there's any among you sick, let them call for the other elders of the church. Let him pray a prayer of faith to raise up that person. You have the right. But now, if I pray for someone and they get healed, I can't start thinking I did something magnificent. No, I did that, which is my duty to do. He's trying to keep us humble in everything we do. Everything we do. He said, don't start thinking now. You did something. He said, no. Remember. Just say, look, we, we did exactly what we were told to do. We don't need no thanks. We don't need to be praised. We don't need all these gifts and this, that, and the other. I did what I've been commanded to do. That's my job. So, it takes a lot for us to get to this level, to learn this level of trust, to learn this level of trust. But you can get there. All you have to do is have faith in him. Ask him for this level of faith. But now a lot of people don't want this. 
A lot of people are just coming to Christ. I, that was one of the first Bible studies Melvin and I did. What are you coming to Christ for? A lot of people are just coming because they want a husband, because they want a wife, because they want a nice mansion, a few Mercedes Benz, a pool house, a pool table. We want a lot of things, and that's why a lot of people are coming. But a lot of people are going to come to God, and it's sad. And I'm closing. It's sad. A lot of people are coming to God for all of those things, but aren't coming for salvation. You don't have to be that way tonight. So if you haven't, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to repent. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. And the way they received it in the scripture, they spoke in tongues every single time. If you're confused about that, reach out to me. We can talk about it. But don't miss out on these things. This is important. You know, you can go all day. You can go to your job, go to the daycare. It doesn't matter where you go. Go to the football game, the basketball game, uh, school, anywhere you go. You won't find a lot of people talking about God. You won't be able to have much conversation about the Lord. But we can talk about everything else all day long. We need to be talking about Christ and learning about him. He wants us to learn who he is. So I'll end it right here. Again, I've enjoyed you guys. Um, I still don't feel that I've uh, delivered this message the way um, that I really would have liked to. Uh, but God is still good. Um, he still deserves all the credit uh, because I have done nothing but that which I was commanded. So um, let's continue working on trusting God, not believing in him. Believing and trusting is two different things now. You can believe in something, but that doesn't mean you trust it. Doesn't mean you trust it. So now let us work towards trusting God um, and let us work towards doing what he commanded us. You have people in the church right now who won't do what God commanded. You know, I I, I want to get something. I, I know I said I was going to end it. I want to go and get, I want to go and get Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and I want to get verse 48. Acts chapter 10 and verse 48, and it says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. See, these things that we're talking about, that sometimes people get mad about, it's because God commanded you to. It's your choice. I won't force you, but God Almighty commanded you to do these things. It's your duty to do if you want to be on this side. You know, when people get in the military, they have certain duties to fulfill. If you want to be in the military, if you want to be in the Marines or the Navy or the Army, Air Force, whichever, uh, uh, National Guard, if you want to do those things, they have certain duties or what we like to call requirements. If you want to do them, you have to do what they say. So I'm warning you because I want you to be saved. There's things God himself commanded you to do. I'm just passing you the message. But if you don't want to do it, it's okay with Tony. It's okay with Minister Banks because I'm not your judge. I did my part in telling you. The rest is up to you. I hope and pray that you listen and take heed to yourself. As Jesus said, we read it earlier. But I know most people 
don't want to look at self. We want to look at everybody else. But this is your chance for one of the first times in our lives. Let's look at ourselves. We can find all types of stuff that people around us have did wrong. But tonight is a new, it's a new journey for us to look at ourselves and say, Lord, I need you to increase my faith. I'm not where I need to be. I need an increase. I need to start doing what you said. We're hanging around people every day, knowing they're doing wrong, and we're joining right in with them and still claiming we're a child of God. We know God isn't pleased with that. So I'm going to cut it off here. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And I want you to be saved. That's why I do this. I've been on here for 50 minutes now. I've never even did. I don't recall ever doing a direct Facebook Live. This is the first time I can recall doing this. Um, don't even really know how to work it all that well. But um, to God be the glory. You know, I hope and pray that God forever uh, keeps my mind in the right place. And where it's not in the right place, I hope and pray he gets it there. I have a duty. You have a duty to be humble, to learn to love, to trust, to forgive, to love our enemies, uh, to pray for those people who have did us wrong and are even trying to do us wrong. You know, people are stealing from us every day. People are talking bad about, you know, people are doing all kinds of things toward us. We have to learn to trust God, though. He's going to handle all of these situations. You don't have to take things into your hands. He has your back. Just trust him. I know people have tried to humiliate you, but trust him. There's a scripture. I won't go and get it. But he said he'll have the last laugh. You know, people try to be funny. <laughs> people try to say all kind of funny jokes. But God himself said, yeah, it's funny. You think you're funny. He said he'll have the last laugh. When your calamity or your trouble comes upon you, God said he'll have the last laugh. See, we're dealing with a jealous God here. The Bible says his name is jealousy. He gets upset about these things now. Because when we do each other like this, that's not out of love. So hang in there. God, he sees what people are trying to do to you. He sees it. And he's going to take care of you. So God bless you guys. And until the next time, we'll say praise the Lord. Um, I love you guys. And you guys.